give you the praise, we give you the glory, we give you the thanksgiving, we magnify your holy name. You magnify the Lord's name, that's who we're talking about, and we thank him today for everything that he has done and everything he has done. So let's make ready to pray for you, pray with you, in the name of the Lord. We thank him right now. Amen, amen, amen. Give him the glory, give him the praise, and give him the thanksgiving. We thank him for all things. He's wonderful, and he's worthy to be praised. Somebody ought to shout out, give him a glorious thanksgiving, and a glorious praise. Amen. Don't you want to magnify the name of the Lord today? Don't you want to lift him up? Don't you want to give him glory? Don't you want to tell him thank you? He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be honored. We thank him right now. Come on, let's go to the throne of grace. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you today for this chance, for this opportunity. Another day that you have made. A blessed day that we give you praise. We lift up your holy name with thanksgiving. Glorify you with honor. Respect and thanking you for all you've done and all you're doing. Father, you made through your son Jesus a supreme sacrifice for our lives that gives us free will choice. We thank you for that free will choice that it's up to us to make decisions and choices and to choose whom this day we may serve. Lord, we lift you up with thanksgiving for the things that you have allowed to transpire in our lives, whether they be ups, whether they be downs. And we know that they come to bring us closer to you, to help us to grow spiritually and mature in your word. And understand that you created us, you built us to serve you, to give you praise and thanksgiving. We acknowledge you right now in all our ways that you might direct our paths. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you thanksgiving, Lord. Thank you. We ask you to heal and deliver, Father. Those that are sick, trying to recover, those that may be dealing with illnesses, those that may be dealing with bruises and fractures and broken bones. Father, mental illness, anxiety, and all those things. High blood pressure, Father. Sugar diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, upset, and heart problems. Father, we thank you right now. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. And thank you for what you're going to do. And Father, touch our children, our young children growing up. Cover them under your blood. Continue to work with them, work on and work through them. Keep them safe, Father. Protect them from all hurt, harm, and danger. And all our children in school, Father, bless them, Father. Help them to understand that you are a great God and you love them. You love all the little children. And, Father, that they would grow up to be obedient to, their, to your word, to be obedient to, your, to their parents. Father, that the days of their lives may be long upon the land. Father, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you right now. We're praying for all of the schools and all of the children, Father, upon their testing, Father, in the schools. Father, that you will bless their little minds, Father, 
that they retain the information they need to be able to proceed in their testing. We thank you right now. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. And Father, we bless you with thanksgiving that we thank you for the teachers, Father, that are helping the students, Father, that in these workplaces, strengthen them with the patience and the guidance and direction, Father, and how to deal with the children, Father, so they may grow and be, Father, a blessing. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you right now for all things. We praise you forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. He is worthy to be praised. Yes, he is. He's worthy to be praised. You ought to feel like praising him, glorifying him right now. Telling him thank you for all he's done. Telling him thank you for what he's doing. And telling him thank you for what he is going to do. What he's about to do in your life. I thank him right now. And he's doing some glorious things in my life. And I thank you for what he has done in my life. And what he will do in the days to come. It's all about giving him praise. It's all about lifting up his holy name, acknowledging the Lord in all our ways so that he can direct our paths. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything. We love on you. We know that you love us. You love us regardless, regardless of what we do, what we've done, and what we're not doing. So we thank you this day. Praise you. As the songwriter said, why you love me so, I shall never know. But you're that precious lamb that we thank you for. Thank you, Jesus, right now. We glorify you, magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Good morning again. We praise the Lord. And we thank God here for being in this place be able to come to you. Hopefully we are able by the Holy Spirit, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, that we can share a thought with you today within a message today that will help us to understand that anything that we're dealing with or trying to deal with, any of the problems, any of our situations, hurt, pain, anger, frustration, unforgiveness, worries, anxieties, any of those things, Jesus is the answer. Not only is he the answer, he is the solution to every problem that we may come against or every problem that we may transpire or happen in our lives. So with that being said, we want to turn your attention today to the book of First Peter. First Peter, amen, verses five, I mean, chapter five, verse seven, amen. Dealing with First Peter as we began this morning. In chapter five, verse seven, and it is very common, very common scripture that we you deal with, you've heard many times before that I'm talking with you about today. But today we want to specify, to acknowledge, to recognize whatever you're dealing with right now. 
whatever it is, doesn't matter. No matter how big or great or how large that it may be in our eyes or in your life. This is what he says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. He gives us encouragement and he lets us know that he is there for us. So it says here, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Now I've read to you the latter heart, latter part of that scripture. I'm going to go back and read the beginning of it and bring it on down. Amen. And give you the key verses in here in, in order to understand what he is saying here. First, he begins in this chapter about the shepherd of the flock here, how he must live and how he must react and how he should portray himself in being a leader. And so our message this morning, cast your cares and let go. Whatever it is you're dealing with, whatever your problem is, hatred, bitterness, unforgiveness, give it to Jesus. Give it to him. So here he says, we'll begin at verse 5 here in chapter 5 again. I'll read this again. But beginning with 5, verse 5 here in chapter 5 of 1 Peter. This is where in order for us to make it in this life, the challenges of life today. In your life and whatever you're dealing with, it doesn't matter whether it's financial, whether it's sickness, whether it's illness, whether it be disease, whether it be family, whether it be pestilence, whether it be trouble in the home and the children, the marriage, relationships, whatever it is, whatever it is. Jesus asking you to give it to him. But here he says in verse five, he said, likewise, you younger people submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Hallelujah. So anyone that's packed, built up, stick up, stuck up, whichever term you like to use, with pride, puffed up, built up, arrogant, or whatever that makes you proud, boastful, arrogant, he resists those type of people. But anyone that is humble, that is calm, that is willing to take their time to deal with, go through and be patient on the Lord and working his or her problem out. Hallelujah. He gives grace to. He gives grace to them that have that patience to be able to do so. But as well as we read here in 1 Peter, let me bring your attention to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Hallelujah. We want to give you some basis of this message this morning before we begin to elaborate on what or expound on what God's word is trying to tell us. Doesn't need a lot of explanation. It's speaking it plain. Plain right before our very eyes. Plain as we can hear it. 
All we have to do is adhere it and be obedient to this word. Amen. But he's given us an outlet for whatever problem we have in our life. That's what I'm saying this morning. God created us, but he has given us an outlet. He's given us an outlet, given us a second chance, given us a new opportunity, a new way. And what to do and when things are tough, when things are bad, when things are heavy. We can't deal with it ourselves. And there's a lot of things in this dispensation of time that we're having problems dealing with or managing. But if we would manage our relationship with Jesus as he had laid out the plan for us to do, then we will probably simplify our issues. Amen. So here in the book of Matthew chapter 11, in verse 28, he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come. Peter said to cast your cares on him. Matthew says, come. Peter said to give it to him. Matthew says, come. Come to him. Two choices, two decisions you must make in your life. Well, I'm looking around us today in this dispensation of time in our world today, and I see from statistics and evidence around me, around us and everywhere, and in the news and everywhere, and all the things that are happening today, we continue to have the issues because people are trying to fix those issues themselves. They feel as though that they have the answer to all of their problems. But the only thing they have is a band-aid to put on their problem. They don't have the solution to the problem. Doctors, I don't hate you. Doctors, I don't have anything against you. But you don't have the answer. You don't have the solution, but you have a band-aid for my problem. That means you're working on it. That means you're, 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 you're tampering with it. You're, you're searching for what you can do better. And, and, and it eases, the eases whatever the issue or the pain in our bodies temporarily. But what I'm trying to emphasize today is a solution to our issues, to our problem. And that solution is Jesus. And whenever we realize that it's Jesus that's going to have to be the answer to whatever we are facing, then we're always going to be changing the bandages. But if you want to stop changing the bandages and you want healing and deliverance, you want the scab to come on, and when it falls off, the skin is smooth and clear afterwards. That means it's well. That means it's covered. That means it's done. Then you're going to have to choose Jesus, whether it be with whatever addiction that you have, whatever mental problem you may have, whatever sickness you may have, whatever worry you may have, whatever, whatever disease you may have, or Whatever problem in your relationship you may have, whatever you may have within yourself, whatever that situation or thing is, the answer is Jesus. You can keep going on and keep going and going through and keep using the bandages. I'm using that as my example, right, to cover up because it only lasts for a little while. Amen. But in the end, you're going to have to come to a solution that you're going to have to put the right stuff on the sore or the cut or the bleeding to stop the bleeding. You're going to have to do something that will finalize the situation that you're dealing with or the hurt or the pain. Amen. 
The only way you're going to do that, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You to take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn about me. Learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In other words, I'm not going to put more on you than you can handle. I know what you can deal with because I made you. I know what you can deal with. I know what you can stand. I know what you can handle. You don't even know what you can handle. You know what you think you can handle, but you don't know what you can handle. But in your mind, sometimes you look at some things and situations with your eyes and physically you feel like you've had the confidence and faith that you can handle it. But the Bible lets me know that there's nothing in this world that we can handle without Jesus. The verse of scripture that tells us I can do all things through Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who or which strengthens me. That's the only way we're going to make it in this world today. It's the only way we're going to get through our issues. That's the only way we're going to get through whatever our dilemmas are, our problems, or our sickness, our illnesses, or whatever it is, that stumbling block, or whatever that is, that mountain that may be standing in the way. And Jesus let us know that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, just take the measure of faith that I have built inside of you and activate that faith by hearing the word of God, by reading, by meditating and studying and ministering or or to yourself with the word of God and, 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 and meditating on that God word day and night. Hallelujah. That the word may fill your soul with his spirit. Spirit that it comes in to be a defense and be a healer for your life. Amen. Hallelujah. But if you can keep going to doctor after doctor, if you like, and keep getting all of the pills, all of the temporary fixes. And by now, you should have learned, you should learn now that you have a Ziploc bag full of medication that is not working. It's only temporarily But I'm not telling you to give up your seeing your physicians, but I'm telling you to go above your regular physician that he may help that physician. That physician is Jesus. When you seek Jesus first, before you go to see the physician here, then he might or he will be able to work through him and give him the answer to your issues and your problems that may help you down the road. My whole point to this message, to what I'm saying right now, is to seek ye first the kingdom of God and cast all your cares upon him. Come to Jesus with all of anything that you may be dealing with. You'll find out after a while, after everything else that you tried, that it's failed and there's no end, there's no answer to it, then you know then you don't have no one else to turn to, so why not try Jesus? Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. The only way you're going to find that out is to turn to him. So he lets us know that he can come to him. We can come to him. Hallelujah. So if we we look at this thing in the book of Matthew in chapter 23, hallelujah, just trying to give you some info to impact your life with the answers to your situations, the answer to your problems, the answer to what you've been facing all of your lives. Hallelujah. Here's what he says to these men that call themselves 
going to listen, but don't listen. But then he warns them here. He says, chapter 23 and verse 4, he tells them, For they bind heavy burdens hard to bear, and they lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Now here, he was saying, woe to the scribes and the Pharisees that he'd warned them for what they needed to do, but they they trying to figure it out themselves. So let me back, let me back up to the first verse. Let me read this down to you so that you may have a clarity to this word. Amen. And so here it says in chapter 23, then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples saying this, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe and that observe and do, but do not do according to their works, for they say and do not do. In other words, see, they say a whole lot of stuff themselves and tell you what they're trying to do, but they're not even doing it. They won't even do it. Haven't you heard people tell you to do things, but they've never tried it? Haven't you tell people to go do this? They don't, they don't know how it's going to come out. Haven't you had people try to give you advice about something they have never experienced? Hallelujah. Or they've never followed up their own advice. And Jesus said, woe unto them. Don't pay them no attention. Hallelujah. He said, for they bind heavy burdens and hard to bear, but then they lay them on men's shoulders. They put them on somebody else. They, they, they throw everything else on somebody else. Haven't you seen people want to put everything off on you, but they won't do anything themselves? Hallelujah. He said, but all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. They love the best places at feasts, the best seats in the synagogues, greeting in the marketplaces, and to be called by men, rabbi, rabbi. See, they do things to be seen, and God warns us not to do that. And so, so many times people in this time now where we live are trying to, are portraying, I'm not going to say trying, portraying the same way that the Pharisees did. We see the same stuff over and over again. People doing things. See, things are not as different as we see than what has happened already in the Bible. The Bible lets us know there's nothing new on the sun that hadn't been done. So there's nothing we can do or human or the human race can do that hadn't already been done. But Jesus has the answer. If you have a problem, if you have an issue that you've been fighting, that you've been battling with for a long time in your life. And there's someone out there listening right now and immensely to right now. They, they're having a problem with addiction. They're having a problem with their heart. They're having a problem with a disease. They're having a problem with mental illness and all those things. But here is the answer. Turn it over to Jesus. Not just by just talking about it. You got to put some work in it. Hallelujah. Here's what we was talking about in Matthew about the Pharisees doing and all of those things. And we're going to go back to uh, Peter here, first Peter here in chapter five. And we're going to begin in the first part with the Lord here. That's a note. This shepherd is the shepherd of the flock. He says in chapter one, I mean, chapter five in first Peter uh, chapter five, the elders who are among you, I exhort I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also 
a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, by willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, not as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Look at that. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. This is what the men of God, the, the leaders that are supposed to be doing for the ones that need some guidance. Shepherd the flock. Be there for them. Don't be there for gain. Don't be there for position. Don't be there for glamour. Don't be there for your own glory. Don't be there to impress anyone, but to serve them with humility. Willingness. Willingness. And so, therefore, that's when I read on down to you, verse 5, said, likewise, to submit God. Submit to God and resist the devil. He says, likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. In other words, young people, you got to hear somebody. You've got to listen to somebody. We're in a world now, everybody got the answer. Nobody want to listen to anybody. How are we going to gain any, get anywhere without listening? Without listening, without obeying. We're not going to get anywhere that way. Amen. He says, yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for God resists. I said this before we read. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So we're living in a world now where pride is sticking out wide open. Everybody got the answer. Everybody know all of this, that, and the other, but no one wants to follow. No one wants to obey God's word. And it's sad that we have that issue because how are we going to move forward like that? How are we going to move forward like that? We won't be able to do it. So let me give you a few other scriptures here about this casting your care, casting your cares and let go. Cast your cares and let go. You got to forgive. You got to let go. Doesn't matter about the hurt or pain. And yes, I understand that it hurts. And, and when you see the personal individual, whatever the thing is that hurting you, it reminds you of that. Yeah, because you haven't let it go. See, when you can forgive, it, it gives healing to the pain. It allows you to be released from whatever or whoever it is that got a hold on you with the pain and with that act that has been caused in your life. And Jesus has a way of sending a healing in that process. We can't do it. We, we've read the Lord's Prayer before many, many times. Let me read it again for you. Watch what it says here. Let me read it again for you. Matthew, I think it's chapter 6. Amen. Yes, it's chapter 6. Hallelujah. And he gives us as to how we should pray. When we ask for things, I mean, he's our father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Our kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He said, give us today our daily bread. Every day we need God's word daily. 
daily we need his word. The Bible lets us know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That measure of faith that is already built and created inside of you have to be activated by the word of God. Have to be activated. Forgive us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. See, that's the key. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. From the evil one. And the 14 verses where I want you to pay attention while I was talking about the forgiveness. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, then your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Notice what it said. If you forgive men who sin against you, any kind of sin, any harm, any wrong they've done to you, then your heavenly Father will also forgive you. He will send healing and deliverance for you. He will send a breakthrough. He will ease your mind of the pain and the suffering and the anguish that you've been dealing with. He says, but if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So in other words, now if unforgiveness has not been taking place, so the sin or the hurt or the pain or whatever has transpired or happened to you or in your life or going on in your life right now, now it's still hanging over your head. So every time something or someone or whatever and however it has happened is seen or recognized or remembered, it brings up anger, revenge, hate bitterness and all of that. So I've said this before. Many times people, we're looking at society with all of the things that's going on in the world. You know what's going on in the world? People are hurting. They're hurting. They have pain and they won't let it go. That's what I'm talking about this morning. Your cares. Cast your cares on him and let it go. I don't care if you're the president, you're the mayor, you're the governor, your police officer, your FBI agent, CIA agent, all of these positions and areas or firemen or anything. This is why the shootings and things are going on, because people are hurting because those are people that are in those positions and something somewhere they've been hurt. They've been wounded or mad or angry about something that triggering these things. And so while they're on the job is causing them to retaliate in a way is not the time. But at the time, the incidents that's happening and people are being disrespectful or maybe not even listening or hearing what they say, then they are snapping. They're going off for no reason. Our young men are killing and murdering one another. I believe, I believe because the father, the dads are missing in the homes and, and we got so many blended families. We got so many children and many dads and here and there and all of these mixed relationship with, with different dads and things and nobody's there to be there for them, train them, teach them, raise them up. So there's a hate, there's a bitterness, an anger on the inside. They'll, oh no, it's not being said on the outside with their mouths. It, it's not being told that's what's going on. Nobody is actually putting it out there, but deep down inside, that is what's eating on the inside. Questions on the inside, asking themselves, why is my dad not here? Why is mom not here? Or why I don't have this? Or why they are not there? Or why this is not happening? And so now our community, our schools and our jobs, and I then now it's moved to the uh, areas of authority and everywhere. So now people are snapping and going off. If we don't get a handle on it by forgiveness, turning to Jesus, casting all our cares and let it go, then we're going to see devastation we're going to see more chaos.
going to see more chaos. Oh, we're talking about just getting groups and all of that because they hate and just to put a man in prison. Yeah, that's fine. He pay his penalty for his problem, but did he get the solution to the problem? You can be put behind bars and get out in years and still have the same problem. You can be on drugs for years and go to the rehab and stop for a while and still have the same problem. We're talking about the solution deep down inside. The answer to the problem, the solution is Jesus. And the cure to us living together is being able to love ye one another like we love ourselves. That's the key. Why is it the key? Because the Lord said to love him with all your heart, with all your might, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love ye one another like you love yourselves. That's the answer. And without turning to Jesus, I'm not talking about just a church attendance, you all. We're talking about going there against some true healing. We're talking about going there against some true deliverance. We're talking about going submit yourself to Jesus. Cast your cares on him. Stop going in the house of God with the problem and leaving with the same problem. What good is it to go to the doctor and leave the doctor with the same issue? And keep going month after month after month and never see any results and no healing involved. Something needs to happen. And the only way it's going to happen is we're going to have to submit ourselves, humble ourselves unto the name of Jesus, unto his will and to his way and follow his command is the only answer and the solution to our problem. That's sickness, that's illness, that's disease, that's addictions, that's all, that's abuse, that's all of it. That's what he said. He said, cast all your cares. He didn't say what? And cast all of them. He said, cast all your care. He's therefore humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Look at that. Humble yourself. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he may exalt you in due time. Why? Lift you up, raise you up. If you cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. He's going to pick you up when you give it to him. You're walking around trying to carry a heavy load that you can't carry. I'm talking to somebody. I know you hear me out there. You're walking around with a smile on your face. You know what? You can walk around and portray that everything is all right on the outside. But on the inside, you're torn apart. You ate up. You're beat up. You're worn out, worn down. And you're mad and you're angry. All it takes for one somebody to trigger whatever that is on the inside, which is what's happening, what I've been talking about, while we see all of the chaos in the land. And that's what's happening because no one is letting go of the problem. Of the hurt and the pain. Some are mad as they get older because they can't do what they used to do. Some are mad because they're affected by some. All of a sudden, one day they were living fine, going to work, doing everything, and they woke up one morning and they couldn't move. 
or they couldn't do anything. Some are being stricken by heart attacks and strokes, and now they cannot operate the way they used to. Now they're in a wheelchair. Now they're having to see a physician every week, every day. Some are experiencing a problem with um circulation in their bodies, in their legs, and in their arms. Now they're having to attend the hospital, the doctors, and see what the problem is. Now the doctor can't fix it, so they wind up, something have to be apportated, cut off. So limbs are being cut off from the body to uh, allow the heart to continue to allow you to live a little bit longer. Can't you see all of the warnings, all of the things that are happening? God are allowing, even though it may not look like it, but it is happening. He's allowing you a chance to get right with him, to turn everything over to him, to the solution of your problem. Problem. Not only your problem and healing for your body. If you want healing for your body, you want relief in your life. Now, remind, let me remind you something. When it comes to standing for Jesus now, that doesn't mean that life's gonna get easier. You see, a lot of people have been misinformed, I believe. That when you become a born-again believer, that everything becomes easy. No, it doesn't. No, it does not. That's when it becomes more challenging. Because you got to remember, you're walking around in a sinful nature. That's your flesh, that body that you're carrying around. That's a sinful nature. And that sinful nature is drawn. It is a magnet. Let me make it super simple for you. It is a magnet to corruptible things in this world. Because it's a sinful nature. It's drawn to it. So in order for you, watch this, in order for you to get some relief, watch it. That whole nature, that whole body have to be turned over to Jesus. What do you mean? That means allow the Holy Spirit to come in, give you power over the flesh. Because if you follow after the flesh, you're going to reap corruptible things. You want me to give you the evidence? Let me take you to Galatians. Let me take you to Galatians. Galatians will tell you. It'll tell you about the works of the flesh, and it'll tell you about the fruits of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 5. Hallelujah. It'll tell you, let you know that it's your flesh that you're fighting, but you don't have the power to fight. But the Lord lets us know the war is not yours. It's his. So why are you trying to fight a war that you can't even fight? That you can't, you won't win on your own. You won't win that war by yourself. Hallelujah. You're going to have to turn to Jesus. That's when he, that's when he let you know. He's talk, he spoke to the disciples and he let them know that, and this was the thing that he was teaching them. And he let them know that anything that you need, anything that you got to hold on to, anything that you're going to face, you're going to have to, you're going to have to face with him. So here in Galatians chapter five, let me show you something here. Let's see here. I believe I'm going to begin at, yes, verse 16. He says, I say then, Galatians chapter 5 and 16, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Do you hear that? For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit 
against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. See what you should be doing. So, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. In other words, you won't be you won't be bound to doing the corruptible things in the world. You will automatically be doing what's right. What God would desire you to do. See, God's law is above this major law, even in the land. But the law in the land counter caters from God's law. If you read it and check it out closely. But nowadays, now it's changing. So they're trying to change so many of them to steer away from what God's law is. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident. This is what the works of the flesh do, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, self-ambitions, selfish ambitions, dissensions, Curses, envy, murders, <laughs> drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. See, you hear that? You see, those are the works of the flesh. And those are the things, if you yield to those things, you will fall. You will fail. And you will be enslaved to. Then I read you the Lord's Prayer where he says, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. These things here and let you know right there, the Lord's Prayer and the things that I've just read to you right here, let you know, it said, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one is what the evil one uses to cause you to be trapped. These are the traps. These are the snares of life. If you continue to fall under these things, you will be taken out of here. So if anybody ever heard me mention snares, these are your snares right here. I'm going to say, these are your snares, these things here, the works of the flesh in life, that if you continue to work after them, fall under them, in those situations, you will fail or you will lose your life. But you have a choice. You can have the fruit of the Spirit. And verse 22 says, here's what the fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Kindness, Lord have mercy, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, number one major thing, self-control. Self-control. He says, and against such there is no law. In other words, you don't have to worry about when you take care of these things right here because you're going to do what's right. You're going to do what's right. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh. See, that's what that spirit does. It crucifies the flesh. Crucifies the flesh with its passions and desires. See, the flesh have passions and desires. But these fruit of the spirit crucifies those passions and desires. 
He says in the 25th verse, if we live in the spirit, let us walk in the spirit. Last verse, he says, let us not become conceited as arrogant as pride, provoking one another, envying one another. Cast all your cares unto Jesus and let go. Cast them all in him and let go. Cast them unto him and let go. That's what I'm telling you today. Give it to Jesus. Stop trying to hold on to it. Stop trying to fix it yourself. You don't have the answers. The answer is in Jesus. The answer is with Jesus. The answer is with Jesus, by Jesus. Hallelujah. Trust him. Lean and depend on him. And the Psalm is 55 and 22. Here's what he's going to say again. Psalm 55 and 22. Cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you and he shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Cast your burden on the Lord. I'm reading that again. And he shall sustain you and he shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm reading another verse in 56. 56 and 3, Psalm 56, verse 3. So whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. Hallelujah. Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you. I'm going to read from the first verse down to that verse in Psalm 56. Be merciful to me, O God, for man would swallow me up. This is what other people can do when you don't have that forgiveness for one another. Fighting all day, he oppresses me. That's what people deal with sometimes. The oppression from someone else. Look at those leaders and kings and those prime ministers of people in other countries oppressing the weak. The vulnerable. The people don't have very much taken advantage of. So my enemies would hound me all day. For there are many who fight against me, O Most High. He's speaking to the Lord. He says, but in the third verse, whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust and I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? See, you've got to come to that conclusion in your life. You got to come to that conclusion in your life sooner or later. It might as well be now. Hallelujah. Choose today. Choose today to choose Jesus. Choose him right now. Cast all your cares upon him. Let him know you're hurting. But you got to submit yourself. You got to follow it up with submission. You got to be willing to give up this stuff in the world, this lifestyle, whatever your lifestyle is, or however you're living, that doesn't add up with scripture or with God's word. Give it unto him. Turn it over to him. Turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over and let him have his way. Hallelujah. Turn it over to Jesus. 
Let him have his way in your life today. Cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. The Lord cares for us so much. He just, he, he's putting up with, he's long suffering. He's putting up with all the stuff we do wrong when we don't even listen. We won't pay attention. Won't even pay attention. Won't hear him out. Won't let him come in and work our lives. We're just going through the motion, pretending that everything is all right. Going to church, feeling like you're all right, and still haven't gotten any healing. Still haven't gotten any deliverance. Still haven't gotten any breakthrough. Why are you going? Why? Is the spirit not there? Is it that you're not obeying God's word? Why? Everybody going to church. Oh, yeah, I went to church. We had a great time and all that. I'm, I'm finding it hard to believe. see that people go to church. They, they enjoy going to church, but I'm not hearing people talking about they've been delivered. They've been saved. They've been changed. They've been born again. That's the reason for going to church, to get healed. They've had a breakthrough that they've had cancer and God healed their bodies. And they had some kind of pain in their body and God, the miracle was performed after the word of the message. And that they saw themselves walking and living in darkness and that they changed their life. They repented and they changed their life and God changed their heart and their mind and they turned away from the old ways. When are you going to stop just going to church? When? When are you going to start letting go at church? <laughs> letting go of your problem. Because here's what Jesus said in St. John chapter 14, verse 27. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You see there? See that? Let me read that again. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. But let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You got to remember Jesus is speaking to his disciples because for them to carry their message out. But the same message that he gave them is for them to give to us or everyone else that they came in contact with. So it's 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 for me to give you the same message that was given then, that was given before me, and, and is given now. He says to leave or to cast your cares upon him. So I'm sharing with you today to cast your cares and let go. And when I mean let go, don't 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 look back. Don't look back. Don't reach back and grab it. Don't hold on to it. If someone had a towel in their hands, I want you to picture this. And they're holding the towel and they say they're giving, they're giving it to you, but yet they're holding on to the towel, but they never let it go. Well, they haven't gave it to you yet. So until they release the whole towel and give it to you, that's the only way you're going to let go. That's the way your problem is. Until you release what you're trying to give, what Jesus is trying to give to you, that means rest. You won't be able to let go. That means you, when you give it to him, don't give it to him and try to hold it. When you give it to him, you got to let it go. I know he has the power to overwhelm you and make you, but that's not the, that's not, that's not the plan. The plan is 
that you have free will choice. So cast your cares on him. Let it go. Aren't you ready today? I'm going to pray with you today. And we pray that this word may not be in a hooping and hollering and screaming, but it was still a message. It was ministering to your soul. It's God's word that have the effect on you, not the screaming and all of that. That's just the impact of important, how urgent it is. But it's the word that does the work when you allow it to. We want to pray with you. Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus. Help everyone in the sound of my voice right now. I mean everyone, even in this building where I am, this radio station right now, even myself. Help all of us, Father, if there is even the least little bit of hurt that we are holding on to, but it goes all the way back to our childhood where somebody had done something that they shouldn't have done to us at a little early age of our life and have never told anybody and yet holding on to that pain. Somebody out there have had this happen. It's time to let it go. Father, we pray that you would allow your Holy Spirit would come Give us encouragement so that we might release it. Release it and give it to you. Give it to you. One of the writers of the apostles said, the disciples said, throw it to you. That means hurry up and get rid of it, Lord. Help us to throw it in your hand. Throw it your way. Throw it on your shoulder. Give it to you. Cast it away. Casting is to throw. I don't want it anymore. Somebody out there is hurting. They don't want it anymore. 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 We don't want it anymore, Lord. We want to let go. Somebody hearing me now want to let go. They want to let go. Help them let go, Father. Touch right now by the power in the name of the blood of Jesus. Those in the sound of my voice right now. We decree, we declare that they have peace if they're willing to let go, to forgive the hurt, the pain somebody have put on them, let go, so that they don't put that same hurt and pain on somebody else. Father, we're praying that generational curses be broken right now, broken all down the year that no one has ever broken and is carried on down through a generation and other people, other family members, they're acting out, they're living it out right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, let your Holy Spirit break the yokes. In the name of Jesus, send the healing to the sick, the mental illness, and the people that have been stricken with disease that believe you right now. We praise you and we thank you, Father. The power in the name of Jesus, we declare, we decree it. We thank you for our healing. We thank you for casting our care on you that you care for us. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We pray that the Lord have touched and send this healing in your life right now. God bless you. May the peace of God be with you. Salah. You've been listening to the broadcast of Focus to Change Ministries. Please join us next Sunday, 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock a.m. And remember, if you make the choice, Jesus will make the change. God bless you.